0: This is a Cortez Currents news update. Two well-known Quadra Island environmentalists are speaking out in favor of the DFO's decision to phase out salmon farms in the Discovery Islands. After reading the text of the B.C. Salmon Farmers Association presentation to the March 10th Strathcona Regional District Board meeting, well-known local author and Sierra Quadra director Ray Griggs said,
1: They are offering nothing except a delay that's the only thing they want.
0: Angela Cock, another Sierra Quadra director and former submitter to the Cohen Commission into the decline of sockeye salmon in the Fraser River, added,
2: "I know that they keep saying that this decision was not based on science, and I'd have to argue that point because there were nine risk assessments done as per Cohen Commission recommendations." but they never did a sea lice risk assessment (laughs) and it's pretty obvious why i mean there was uh, an article submitted for um, at the cohen commission a science paper rather and it showed back then uh, that one farm could produce billions of sea lice Uh, for them to say that you know the science has been done it's nobody's buying it because the sea lice are such a huge problem.
0: She is not alone in this opinion. When Fisheries and Oceans Canada announced they found fish farms pose minimal risk to wild salmon migrating through the Discovery Islands, Dr. Christy Miller Saunders, head of the DFO's Molecular Genetics Laboratory at the Pacific Biological Station in Nanaimo, told the Globe and Mail that she was troubled about the assessments and the fact department scientists are dependent on funding from industry. She said, Putting scientists in the precarious position of being told that they need to go to industry to fund research means they are only asking the research questions that the industry agrees with. Miller Saunders asked why the spread of sea lice was not considered in the DFO assessments. Dr. Brian Riddle, a former DFO scientist and now top science advisor, to the Pacific Salmon Foundation, said Miller Saunders was not alone in these opinions, and added that sea lice are a problem with open-net aquaculture everywhere. One of his colleagues at the Pacific Salmon Foundation, Dr. Andrew Bateman, believes DFO didn't consider sea lice because the problem is too widespread. It would be problematic for industry. While there are also scientists supporting the DFO assessments, It's worthy of note that a number of scientists from the Pacific Biological Station in Nanaimo, the University of Toronto, UBC, and the University of Victoria have recently published findings that disagree. Koch provided some anecdotal evidences.
2: Nothing that they have works. Like this boat, I was talking with George Fox's sister the other day, and he was telling me that the boat that's doing the delousing now Lost an entire farm last year doing the delousing. And I think within a couple of days, most of the fish were dead. And I know that if the temperature increases just a couple of degrees, they can lose all their fish. They're touting it as the latest and the greatest, and it comes with a whole set of problems. And also, DFO said that the boat filters do not catch all the sea lice. And we don't even know what they're doing with them. They say that they're taking them out and putting them into uh, the mort totes. But I don't know if anybody's seen them doing that. It's such a secret of industry. Greg added. To, to
1: place this in perspective, what has happened is that the sea lice that become immune to the pesticide they've been using called slice, the longer they use it, the more the sea lice become... Immune to it, and so finally it becomes, in effect, a dysfunctional remedy.
0: Industry disputes this idea. David Camille, managing director of CIRMAC Canada, recently told Cortez Currents that while it is true they sometimes need to treat salmon multiple times, the problem is sea lice in the ecosystem. Griggs spoke about some other treatments.
1: They have tried to bathe the salmon in hydrogen peroxide and burns the farmed salmon, it um, cooks the sea lice off, but then they have to collect these sea lice as well, so they don't go into the water. And it's an expensive <laughs> remedy, and, and they kill some of their own fish in the process. Then they also have to do something with the hydrogen peroxide, and originally they were putting it back out into the ocean. Well, try and get a permit um, from DFO to dump hydrogen peroxide in the water, or anything deleterious for that matter, and it's an uphill struggle. That's why they're using this boat, and this is why they're using the hydrogen peroxide. It's interesting to note that the DFO has had what is essentially a contradictory mandate. One is to protect wild salmon and to promote their well-being, and the other is to also protect salmon farming. So what happens if the two are mutually exclusive, which is what we're actually discovering? And this is what we discovered in Europe. If We discovered it in any place. They've attempted to grow wild salmon or farm salmon where there have been wild salmon. Is it the two are mutually exclusive? And DFO is caught in this impossible situation. And their solution to the problem is just to be very selective about the information they present. I for example was at a meeting in which DFO was sourcing information on how to protect wild salmon but nobody in DFO would acknowledge that lice affected wild salmon or that um, Piscine Rio virus affected wild salmon or that any viruses emanating from fish farms would affect wild salmon. It's almost as if somebody had said You can't talk about this stuff, so you don't know anything about it. And it was almost hilarious. It was actually embarrassing, I suppose, if you were a DFO official at that meeting, because the level of ignorance was absolutely astounding. And nobody is arguing that that salmon farms are the sole reason for the stress on wild salmon. There are many factors. But... It seems sensible to remove an obvious one
2: if it's
1: possible to do so. And this needs to be done.
2: When you think about having disease and sea lice along a migration route, that's just insanity to think that we should just leave them there and and things will be just like they were going to be without the farms. That's just crazy.
0: In yesterday's broadcast, Cortez Currents mentioned that Ray Grigg and Angela Cock are hoping to make a presentation to the SID board. It now looks like this will occur on March 24th.